Mid-market sized businesses are where the true economic action in business really is. They are nimble and agile. They're factories of growth, they lead in innovation, and they're early adopters of tech. These enterprises need the right tools, support and environment to flourish. But sadly, they're often overlooked and undervalued. Not here though. This is the Mid-Market Matters podcast, and I'm your host, Craig West. We'll explore pain points, growth strategies, and how to find the competitive edge. Welcome to SME Radio. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, I'm joined by Sharon Williams. I've known Sharon for a while. She's the CEO and Director of Strategy, I'm going to call it, uh, for Taurus Marketing. And Sharon's got a fascinating background. She's done everything, media commentator, public speaker, editorial contributor, named in the recent list of top 10 women entrepreneurs. And she has a whole stack of really interesting insights into business, branding and promotion and how to make it work. Firstly, Sharon, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Craig. Lovely to be with you. So um, you've got a very interesting background, but you want to talk, really focus on longevity in business and how is it that you drive that? Your business is really interesting in terms of branding and promotion and public relations, but not in the traditional sense, I don't think. It's a little bit different. Yeah, Craig, thank you. Look, I, I, first of all, sort of hats off to everybody listening who's in business, and um, it's not a it's not a course for the faint-hearted. And um, I've been doing this for 25 years now, and certainly it's a journey um, and lots of ups and downs and excitement. But I wouldn't do anything else, Craig. I love what I do. Um, in terms of the business being a bit different, I think it's because. Rather than being a marketing or PR agency per se, we have a strategy methodology called the Taurus Bullseye. So we always start working with our clients and indeed anything I do in my life and my company with the end result first. So how do you hit how do you hit that target? And of course, you need to if you're going to hit a target, you need to be able to see it clearly. Yeah, absolutely. So you talk about active strategic planning. That's Is that the target right. you're talking about. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So uh, companies might come to us to raise their brand or to get some collateral or increase sales or uh, grow the personal brand of of their leader. And what we do first is say why um, and take them through a process. It's very quick. We're all time poor. So we don't go into some long strategic planning process. It's a really well-fined fine-tuned over the years methodology um, and and we literally get them to focus on what their business goals are with smart goals specific measurable attainable results driven timely um, and get them onto that so that they can actually see where they want to be now they see that target now and then we work backwards from that so it's very strategic very practical very simple we're doing it with big companies like Dicadata turning over um, you know, aiming to turn over two billion ASX listed, and we're doing it with um, small businesses like my lovely Dr. Frank, who's a psychiatrist, and we work for him raising his brand. So you don't have to be a big company to experience this. It's it's a great thing. Yeah, fantastic. So you talk about your secret to fail-safe strategy and planning. Is the secret as simple as begin with the end in mind, start with the goal? Is that what you're talking about, or is there more to it than that? I'm sure. It is exactly that. I think when people are running their own businesses, it's hard to see the wood for the trees. So simply saying, look, let's just look where you want to be and work backwards. 
that's a bit overwhelming for some people. And by a series of questions and by some fun, we usually get in a room for two or three hours with a company and and, and then spend about a week to 10 days creating um, the plan for that that CEO or, or, or leader. Um, and so it's quick and it's simple. And often CEOs need a help to do it. I need a I need someone to help mm. me to do it, even though I've created the methodology, um, because I need someone to draw it out of me. I need that that assistance to to find that you know would the 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 pathway between the the trees. And and when we mm. wake up every morning, we're dealing with a whole load of stuff. And it's very easy to get caught up in email, caught up with staff, caught up with clients and never actually achieve what you really want to achieve. How much has that changed in, in you know, 2021 and we've just been through COVID and we're working from home and we've got all sorts of issues going on around us. I actually interviewed uh, in one of the other episodes someone who was in the UK and just having a terrible time of it with COVID and so on. We've touched wood, we've been largely avoided that here. Uh, but how much do you think things have changed in the way we operate now in 2021? What does that look yeah. like? So I would suggest, having lived through that period um, as well, that this methodology has its shown me that this methodology is better, stronger than ever. So this, nothing's right. going to change in my, my company and the way we service clients. It was strong. It was still relevant. I've refreshed it, reinvigorated it, as I've had to do for 25 years and, make, yeah. and continue to make it relevant. But the me- methodology is fine. In terms of 2021 and what we're doing differently, a number of things we're doing differently. One, communicate, communicate. So internal comms to your team and comms to the outside world, increase the volume. Whatever you were doing before and you thought it was okay, you need to do more. So brands that are listening to this podcast, I would be asking them to critique their own comms to all their personas, their target markets, and elevate. Elevate up. The brands with the most reputable, loudest voice will be the ones that cut through. So Increase comms, increase communication. Um, empathy is a new brand currency. So if we weren't showing that we cared before, then we need to show that we're caring even more now. And of course, our mid-market um, colleagues, Craig, are the ones that have the opportunity to care. It's really difficult to, to show you care if you're a very big company sometimes yep. because it yep. gets lost in that. But we're the ones that can actually cut through to customers and staff and show, look, this is how genuine we are because we care so much about you and your families. Um, And that gives us a real competitive edge, not only with staff, but with clients. So empathy, then I'd say experience. So how are people experiencing your brand? And this has kind of always been there. And of course, we've always needed to communicate. But I think now it's front of mind. What experience are people having of your brand? How do we leave them feeling when they communicate with our companies? And I would recommend that that if, if anyone listening to this podcast, Craig, could take away one thing, it would be that up your communication. And if you're not keen to do that, then up the experience that you're having, that your 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 world is having with your company and ensure that you're showing empathy as you do it. So um, 
we're having a bit of a lousy time, aren't we? I mean, it's a, it's it's tough for people out there. Last year was extremely tough for for me, but geez, we're so lucky to be in Australia and not like my family in the UK. Mm. Um, so, what? Ex- how can we make that experience better for our teams and our clients? Um, it might have been that we used to have events and we used to have people gathering in a room. Now, what we can do is literally call them and ask them, "Are you okay?" Or have something delivered. Um, and check that people have remembered the things that they're likely to have forgotten because stress often makes people forget the basics. Mm. Mm. So we've got quite a responsibility as business leaders to really protect those people in our world from more than what we just do for a living, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're very big on people and you you represent and market and promote lots of people. Who do you have around you? Who, who do you think you need to have around you to support business, to make businesses more successful? Uh, I think as a leader, what you want is people who are going to challenge you all the time. So I've just had a lovely coffee with a client who I've known for 19 years this morning. Um, and wow. we were just touching. He was saying to me about, you know, how's Taurus going and what is it? And I, and I actually said those words to him. I said, I'm looking for advisors and mentors and maybe even an advisory board that can just challenge me to be smarter. Um, And I think that's a great thing as a business leader to never be complacent, never be happy with who you are. You're always striving to be better. Um, I'm always encouraging my team and my clients to be better. And that's not because we're not happy about where we're at, but how great it is to be challenged and to step up mm. and to step into new ways of thinking. And that's what gets me out of bed every morning. How can I be the best advisor for my team? How can I be the best mother to my children? How can I be the best strategic advisor to, to my clients? And you can't necessarily always do that by reading um, and by ex- experiences you have in your life. I think we need others to challenge us too. Absolutely. Um, I also think there's a there's a really interesting sort of stuff that you're talking about here around, you know, how do you make smart business decisions? How do you match that back to your strategy? How do you manage cash flow? I mean, that's been a difficult thing for everybody in the last 12 months, despite all the government sort of support and so on. It's still a challenge. How do you go about managing that? How do you advise people to look at their business decision-making processes, et cetera? Yeah, Craig, it's a good one. And buy and, and money is everything in a small business and, and a medium size and, and and whatever whatever size business you are, mm. money, the dollar sign is at the center of our Taurus bullseye methodology, um, because it's the most important thing. If you haven't got it, you can't pay people, you can't stay stay operating. So what I would suggest, and for, from someone who's been in business for 25 years as I have, I've seen a lot of change and a lot of a lot of ups and downs. Um and so what you want to always do is have money in the bank. You always want to have your tax account so that you're putting your tax aside from day one. Um, don't spend more than you've got unless you get some investment in or unless you've got a great bank manager. I've been lucky. I've had wonderful bank managers and I've had supporters who were prepared Uh, when times got tough to step in. Um, But my biggest lesson in the GFC in 2008 was to make sure you've got a stockpile of cash and you've got forward operating costs so that if the proverbial does hit the fan, then you can protect your people. Um, And always, best practice, always pay your suppliers 
first and your staff first to make sure that you look after them so that if and when you hit on bad times, which happens if you've been in business a while, then you can call upon them for help because they'll yep. remember that you've always looked after them. Um, I'm very Good proud too. that through Taurus, we've kept all our team on full pay, full hours. Um, but there were sacrifices along the way that I made to keep that going. Um, and my job as a director, uh, 100% is to keep this business alive and the people in it. Um, and that's a responsibility I take very seriously. Um, and so my money management uh, is critical to that. Um, so asking clients to pay you up front, um, collecting money in quickly, invoicing early, ensuring you've got bank overdrafts, keeping in touch with your bank manager, making sure your accountant is somebody that you absolutely respect and can call upon at any time. They're the sorts of things that I've put in place to keep keep us in good stead. Um, can I say that at the moment I'd say caution to companies out there, JobKeeper is going to possibly finish in March. God bless Scott Morrison for keeping us all going as much as he has, although I know there are people in pain out there, so I'm mm. I'm conscious of that. Um, but we, we, whereas I'm tempted to to snap back into spending and, and, and treating staff and, and, and looking at pay rises and all the rest of it, I would suggest, um, you know, bringing back commission structures, all those things that I can't wait to get started again. Um, I would suggest that caution is something um, mm. That is that is that is the the priority as a business leader right now because it's no good blowing money and not having it in the bank to keep those people employed if things get tough again. Yeah, and they may well do. Who knows? And they may well do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in the the work that you do with clients. You've got a really interesting model. You work with lots of well known people, and you mentioned you know companies like Dicadata who've been doing spectacularly well. I'm lucky enough to own shares in that company. Uh, and I've had them for quite a while, and I've seen how it's it's been going very, very well. So thank you for your efforts there for a start. But uh, I'm interested to see how you work with clients. You know, what do you do and what's some of your process that you put in place to promote your clients and work with them? Um, well, I'm very lucky to have a very good staff who've been with me a long time. So we're kind of telepathic, half of us, and and, and don't even need to speak to each other. We're, I'm very big on process and templates. Um, and in terms of clients... Um, I, I, I suss out my clients really carefully. So I pick my clients well. And bearing in mind for those out there listening, I'm not selling um, product. I'm actually a consultant. So I'm very lucky that I work with entrepreneurs. And, and after 35 years of working with entrepreneurs, I've got a pretty good sniff factor of whether someone's going to make it or not. And unfortunately, not always the smartest people make it. It's people who've got perhaps a certain set of core values. So the first thing I'll do is assess a client as to whether I think they've got what it takes to succeed um, because I really don't want to take money from someone who is not going to reach success. Um, that's not good for my reputation and it's no good for them. Um, so often I'll meet with clients and actually have a meeting with them and explain why they're not going to be a client and also <laughs> let them know why I think they need to do better. And I feel... Um, graceful about doing that because they often go away and have changes to make within their business which will see them in a better state um, but those that um, mutually decide to work with Taurus uh, um, it's a pretty special place to be and 
we're, we're with people long term through multiple businesses and I think it's based on trust. It's based mm -hmm. on the reality that there's going to be ups and downs. Um, and it's based very much on, as we said before, the end goal first. So if, I, if we sit down and work with a client on a year's plan, we literally plan that champagne together and that explosion of success we're having and I have in December and ask, what does that look like? And then come back to month one. And, and break it down into monthly 90-day plans, quarterly plans, monthly plans, and then make it happen. So that's our process. It's very, it's very, very steady and secure. There's never a kind of a, never really a mad panic at Taurus. You know, we're very, we've been doing it a long time. We know, we know what we're doing. Fantastic. And I was going to ask you about doing it for a long time because you're talking about longevity in business. You've been in business for 25 years. The statistics show most people don't last one or two years, let alone 25. What do you think's made you that successful to be around for that long? Craig, that's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. I think probably tenacity. Um, I've always felt I'm a Taurus. I'm a bull, um, yep. stubborn, uh, and 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 the the, you know, the name of the company actually sums up really who I am. Um, I think it's a steadfast, loyal, uh, tenacious sort of business but I wouldn't want anyone out there to think that I'm successful and it's all been an easy ride there are times when I've sat there um, wondering whether I could keep going there are times where I've sat there through um, I've had three diagnoses with breast cancer um, we had the global financial crisis you know life events happen um, I've brought up three amazing children through that and and often wondered when I was in my uh, in my early baby years, how I was going to keep going when I worked through the night and had no sleep. <laughs> so I think that one has to be careful to make to be called successful and think that everything's great. Um, still, the focus of my day, still the thing that that drives me is being the best that I can be for my team and for the clients, and that is an a relentless pursuit. <laughs> You know, it's not often that, I mean, I do believe in smelling the roses and I do sit back and go, yeah, I, I'm very lucky. I have a great company, I have a great team. But what I think drives us as business leaders is that quest to be better. Um, and if success is building your own journey and being financially responsible and growing people's careers and making friends out of your clients and having them come back year after year, then Yep, I'll accept I've been successful. <laughs> That's a great, great summary. Um, before we wrap up, I want to ask you two things. First one, what's your number one tip for business owners to be successful? You've just given us a bit of an insight into how you've been successful. What do you think the number one tip for business owners is? Okay, so number one tip is find people around you who are wise advisors. So okay. we can't, we're not good at everything. I'm not good at everything. There's things I'm never going to be good at. And then there's things I'm brilliant at. What you want to do is find someone who's good at the things you're not good at and make sure that they lift you. So in other words, mentors and advisors. Yeah. Okay. I am so lucky, Craig. I've been surrounded by such great people. Excellent. And by the way, you outgrow them. If you're smart, you learn yes. from them and then you move on. 
Yep, absolutely. You no, know, I expect my team to learn from me and then be teaching me. Um, and uh, I've been very lucky to have very wonderful people in my life who I've been able to bounce stuff off. Fantastic. Great tip. How do people get in touch with you? How do we find Taurus? Uh, How do they find you? Aren't you a sweetheart? So we're taurusmarketing.com.au and I'm sharonwilliams.com. Um, so it's Taurus Marketing, Sharon Williams. We're here on the end of an email. You can click on the website through to us and we'd love to talk to you. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for listening to Mid-Market Matters. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative for your business. To find out more, go to midmarketmatters.com.au and to download other episodes, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.